0: another thing and another thing and another thing
1: and another thing welcome to another episode of and another thing the podcast that continues to set records around the world and then as we always do we like to Obliterate those records. We break them on a daily basis. My name is Jody Jenkins. Hi, it's Tony Clement as well. <laughs> you always, you always sound like you're trying to be so like professional or something. I
2: know. Well, it's a professional show, Jody. Come on.
1: Well, wow. I don't know about that. Have you listened yeah. back to any of your appearances? So, no. It's like I, you know, I'm trying to be casual. Hey, it's Jody Jenkins. You're hey, like, hey, hello man. there. You know what it is? Is you're channeling your inner boom and bust uh persona. Like, I'm mixing it up, am I? Oh yeah. no. I'm Tony Clement. Yeah, your right. news, our top story tonight.
2: <laughs> that's right. Anyway, that's me. That's you. <laughs> I'm not um, the
1: anchor. What's that? I'm not
2: the anchor. Uh,
1: I'm I'm a host. Yes, true. Well, you're kind of the anchor. It's your show, which that's means. My you're show,
2: th- but we do have
1: uh, a news anchor. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, yeah,
2: she's she's quite good at it.
1: So excellent. Don't forget to catch Tony on Boom and Bust weekly. Is that weekly or daily?
2: No, it's weeknights five five nights a week.
1: <laughs> Eleven thirty at night.
2: No, it's at seven seven p.m. and ten p.m. for.
1: Okay. I'll have you no, know, sir. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> All right, um, we got a great guest today. We're going to get to our guest shortly, but first. A big shout out to John Mutton and the crew at Municipal Solutions, of course, our presenting sponsor. You can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca. And Tony, I know you're able to share a little bit more about John and also one of our new sponsors. I know you want to give a plug in there as well.
2: Yes, please. Thanks, uh, Jody. But uh, first, of course, our presenting sponsor is Municipal Solutions, courtesy of John Mutton. And they are available for development services and project management, of course, development approvals. Permit expediting, planning services with municipalities, engineering services, architectural services. If you have a minor variance or a land severance, they can help you with that. And also building permits, it's municipalsolutions.ca. And then our latest and newest sponsor, Halton GR. That's Stephen J. Sparling's company. It is a municipal lobbyist uh, outfit representing the development industry, clients in the GTA West, Etobicoke, Mississauga, and Oakville. Go to www.haltongr.com.
1: And last but not least, looneypolitics.com. You can find exclusive content available only to subscribers by going to loonypolitics.com. Use the code podcast to get 50% off an annual subscription, and you can download shows that we do that no one else gets to hear. Only subscribers at looneypolitics.com. Make sure you go and check that out. And if you're listening and you're like, I want to be a part of this show, mm-hmm. well, first of all, you've made a, a very smart choice in your mind. That's the first step. The second step is to reach out to us, and we would love to share how we can get your message out to our listeners and beyond for a very, very reasonable price, uh, remembering that the Bentleys in our garages don't pay for themselves, <laughs> That's so right. this show does. This show allows us to drive a Bentley. I have a black one. What color is yours again, Tony?
2: I, th- I think mine is camouflage.
1: No, See, so you gotta go. Like I am trying to be serious here, and it's always a joke with you. But I am sorry. You just there is too much, too much. And you are joining us from the Westin. You are in Ottawa.
2: I am in Ottawa as we speak, as we record this show. Yes, with the opening of Parliament. Uh, as I was joking before we got started, it's just automatic with me. as Pavlovian. You know, Parliament opens. I show up, even if I even if I don't have a seat, Jody.
1: And if we ring a bell, you'll salivate too, no, or no?
2: I think it's I'll vote. I'll vote.
1: that's a good one. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to let you uh, introduce our guest today. (laughs) A little bit of a different topic. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be interesting, but uh, let's get to it.
2: Well, it's and another thing podcast. Great pleasure to welcome with us today Nandishi Becca. She is the principal of Becca Law in Richmond Hill. Welcome to the program, Nandishi.
0: Thank you, Tony and Jody, for having me on here. My pleasure. Thank you.
2: No, it's our pleasure for sure. And this is a bit of a new one for us because I don't think we've actually had uh, a legal practitioner on the program before, but you were recommended to us. So tell us a little bit about BECCA Law and the, the types of law that you do.
0: Um, well, Becca law is my baby. It's a boutique family law firm. So obviously I specialize in family law. Um, but we also do wills and estates. So we, we specialize in drafting wills and powers of attorneys for our clients, but our bread and butter is family law. We do everything from prenups to separation agreements, to divorces, to adoptions, pretty much the full gambit of everything related to your family from, from the beginning to the very end.
2: So but I'm going to, and I want to unpack that a little bit, but um, I, I am curious, like you're a young person, obviously you, uh, you are at least partially an entrepreneur because uh, running your own law firm is not only about uh, servicing your clients, but also, you know, marketing and paying the bills and uh, hiring people and so on. What, what made you decide to go that route rather than, I guess what would be the traditional route of 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 working for another for others at a law firm.
0: Oh well, I mean couple of things. I started off going the traditional route. So after I got called to the bar, I did work for a law firm, a family law firm actually. And that's where I gained a lot of my experience. I had a great principal. She really, um, you know, put me under her wing and taught me everything that I know. Um, and then it just so happened that she moved office locations and it just feasible. Feasibility wasn't uh, good for me. She moved really far from where I was staying and the it would have been too much. Um, so at that point I decided, uh, that I wanted to kind of open my own firm and explore what that was going to be like. And I had no idea going in what that meant. And you're right. A, a large part of that is entrepreneurship and nobody teaches you that in law school. Certainly, certainly I I had no idea going in what a challenge it would have been, um, because there's so many different moving parts that you have to get familiar with very quickly. And there's just certain things that you, you don't even expect coming. And I mean, yeah, I market my firm and I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's thankfully been a success but it took growing pains to get there. And every day I learn and every day we know, I I look at what other people are doing and how successful they are. And I kind of learn from their experiences too and just kind of make it my own. But more importantly, I really had a vision for my firm. Um, I'm really committed to the values that I share and and that I hold dear to me when I'm dealing with my clients and how I want that to transform what people think about lawyers and family law and the law in general. I I really want to make it, approachable, comforting, um, a place where people feel safe. And I think that's really important specifically in family law, because you deal with such intimate and sensitive issues for people that is, is highly, highly emotionally charged. So, um, you know, my concept is, is one of, it's not harsh. It's very soft. It's very delicate. It, it rides that fine line between harsh lines of the law, and also this human component to it that you have to have in order to be relatable, in order to be successful, I find. So it's, it's been a really yeah. interesting adventure.
2: Yeah, let's dive into that a little bit, because uh, as you know, and as I know as a, as a lawyer, uh, you know, the, the way the, the legal system is structured in our common law tradition is it's quite adversarial it's quite in I would say in many ways confrontational and much more so it can be that way in family law where you've got you know the highly personal aspect if it, if there is a divorce happening or some other conflict like that uh, where uh, you know it, it gets highly personal so tell us how you kind of Try to move. Are you trying to move away from that? And and if so, how do you do that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. Traditionally, the concept of family law was very litigious. It was always one side versus the other side. It was a battle, and we're 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 moving towards a more um, co- collaborative way of handling family law issues. And at the core of that is to preserve these relationships. And I find that very important. Um, a lot of family law involves children, involves families. And to me, that's really precious. I really don't think anybody benefits from destroying the nucleus that is the family, especially when there's children involved, because they're completely innocent of it all, of what's happening between their parents. And so, and and usually when you're ending up in court, it's a, it's becomes a nasty drawn out battle and everybody suffers, nobody wins. So the approach now is to really collaborate with the other, other side and be creative in solutions and be willing to work together to find ways to resolve these issues without having to actually go to court. And you'll see that, the trend is moving towards that. Not only does it save time, it saves money, it preserves the family nucleus. It's a lot easier for people to cope and deal with rather than having to deal with all of the additional stress of litigation. Um, the, those matters that end up in court don't get resolved for years sometimes just because of how the system works. Whereas if you're willing to kind of sit down and work out your issues in a different way, whether it may be mediation or arbitration or just, you know, even with lawyers and working through your issues via negotiation and have it, having it done through a separation agreement, it's a lot more expi- um, like expeditious and it's also a lot more collaborative. And the people involved usually don't tend to hate each other by the end of it, which I think is always a plus.
2: Yeah, so uh, I guess that's that's my question because, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't always, it's not always this way. I, I, I recognize that some divorces are very, uh, consensual and clean, and uh, they 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 don't involve a lot of inherent conflict. But other other ones can be quite nasty. So, do you find yourself as a lawyer kind of like being a referee, or how how do you how do you get the two sides to see that the better interest is uh, with a, a more collaborative, collaborative and less confrontational approach?
0: it really depends on the circumstance honestly there are some cases where there is no choice except to go to court and that happens it's it's part and parcel of the job sometimes the the people are on so much opposite ends and there's so much conflict that there's no negotiations or no amount of collaborative work that's going to resolve their issues, um, and that's something that we just have to come to accept. Um, and those happens when there's a situation of a power imbalance where one person makes significantly more money than the other person, or there's um, issues of domestic abuse or or things like that. Those end up in really nasty battles. But otherwise, you know, people people tend to want to stay within the easy lane and not have to spend a lot of money, not have to waste their time showing up in court because for them, it's a very emotionally draining process. And, uh, you know, the the bigger issues in family law are those of custody and access of their children, um, or spousal support, child support. Those are the big ones. And a lot of the times, if we explain those concepts properly to our clients, they become more aware and they become more understanding of what the expectations are. And then it's a lot easier to find a resolution that way.
2: Hmm. Now, are things, cha- there must be, you must see changes in attitudes as uh, millennials and then I guess uh gen Zers start to become more prominent in our society has that meant a change in how you practice your profession
0: yeah absolutely i mean and that's the whole part about marketing yourself accordingly right you have to know your audience so now um you know, the millennials and the newer generations of people coming up are a lot more conscious of their assets, a lot more conscious of their rights. They understand things differently, they have more access to internet resources. So the way you go about things has to be different. Um, you have to promote yourself in a way that's relatable. You have to make concepts relatable, uh, use simple language, um, and and also make them understand why it's beneficial to them. You know, one of the bigger concepts that we that we talk about and that's taboo it was taboo a couple of years ago is 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 prenups for example that's a huge part of my business but the younger generation of people who are now getting married or getting into relationships are all about prenups because they're coming into these relationships already settled already with their fair share of assets and they're very mindful of having to protect their own assets the reality is is that the the divorce rates from our parents' generations till now, have completely changed, they've, they've skyrocketed. Um, and so I think that the general population doesn't have the same faith in the institution of marriage that once existed. Um, and and my opinion of that is neither here nor there, but I have to be prepared to explain these concepts and why they're beneficial for my clients when they come to me asking whether or not they should get a prenup or whether or not they should get a marriage contract. So it really depends on your audience. But yeah, absolutely. It's just about, you know, making yourself relatable to your audience.
2: What sorts of things are in a prenup? Uh, I mean, I obviously assets, but so it's like the family pet and other things like that. I'm just so curious.
0: We try not to get with uh, so much into detail about family pets and baseball cards. I mean, I'm, I mean, I have some interesting stories about those types of things, but it's really, it's really about, you know, finances. That's the, that's the crux of, of prenups. Um, like I said, a lot of the times, We have couples who come in where there's a big income disparity between the two of them. Um, And in those cases, I do advise my clients that it would be beneficial to get a prenup because what happens when you don't, and if you end up actually getting married, your Assets kind of lumped together into something we call net family property, and net family property then is a is a big thing at the end of a relationship. At the end, when your marriage is falling apart, to have to calculate so many things fall into net family property, like your matrimonial home, bank accounts, pensions, other investment properties, whatever cars, whatever it may be, um, and so a prenup kind of helps deal with that before. Everything gets meshed together in one melting pot. So, for example, if if you have two people coming into a relationship and they know they're getting married, one person's an investment banker making two hundred thousand dollars, the other person's a stay-at-home person not making any income, and they the, you know the investment banker is coming in with six properties under their name plus a matrimonial home, while well, they can say in their in the prenup that the investment properties are going to stay in that person's name alone and that the other person's not going to have any rights to them. Uh, prenups cannot deal with access to the matrimonial home and things like that. The matrimonial home is a very special concept. Right. In family law, you can't take those rights away from a spouse. So that's kind of dealt with very, very delicately. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've heard some very interesting requests for prenups. You want to make sure that your prenup requests are not so outrageous that they just get tossed out by a judge if it's ever challenged. And many of them have, be, have been for being absolutely unreasonable or just so left field that you're just like, why, why would anybody write that in the first place? But they happen. Well,
2: Because yeah, you're trying to, I guess, you, is the line that you cross that where you're kind of dictating the activities of, of the other party? Is that is that where it's getting a little bit over the line?
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I've had... I've had clients try to dictate sex clauses in their prenup, and it's absolutely hilarious. Um, But, I mean, we can't put that in a prenup. It makes no sense.
2: Um, uh, Moving right along. (laughs) Um, So I I guess I'm curious, like, uh, you know, how the law is changing. Are you finding that your kind of philosophy of how to deal with these kinds of situations is becoming the norm or are you still an outlier because of the of the way you try to handle these situations?
0: I think that like I said, the trend is moving towards a more collaborative approach. Um, every time I'm talking to a lawyer on the other side of a of a file, they are more or less aligned with my philosophy that it's 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 a lot better to collaborate to work towards a workable solution for both parties. Um, but there are still some lawyers that are rooted in the way that they've done things, who are rooted in litigation. And like I said, there are some files that will inevitably end up in litigation. It's just... It, it, it's just how the cards are sometimes, but definitely the trend is moving towards a more collaborative approach. Um, you know, ADR is becoming a huge thing, alternative dispute resolution, which is a much more cost-effective and time efficient way of dealing with family law issues.
2: So um, we've only got time for, uh, I think uh, one more question for me anyway. Um, so I was just wondering what you would say to Someone listening to this program, uh, I know you're not in the habit of giving free advice who, who should be, but, but if you just wanted to s- sort of send out one message about uh, how to deal with these, these problems and these issues, what would that message be?
0: Oh my gosh, so many messages. Um, don't Google. <laughs> a lot of the times the information on google isn't the complete picture you know you want to make sure that you have access to all of your rights and sometimes understanding your rights is very complex and it's very um difficult and it can be very scary but it it doesn't need to be scary and It's always worthwhile to consult a lawyer if you're going through something like this. Um, And if there's one piece of advice that I can give anybody who's looking for a lawyer, make sure that the lawyer, whoever you choose, vibes with you, makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel feel safe that you want to, you know, you entrust that person to put some of the most emotional and valuable and sensitive information in their hands, knowing that they're going to do the best that they can with it. Don't pick one just because they're the first name that came to mind. Pick one that fits you, your story, your personality, because that's the person that's going to be advocating for you so that's really important a lot of the times people say that lawyers pick their clients but clients pick their lawyers and that's more important so that that's really something that i think is important for for people to know
2: right on well thanks for that and where can people get a hold of you if they need you
0: well they can reach me um on my instagram page my um handle is at Becca law PC, uh on my website which is becca- law.ca um, or you know my office is in Richmond Hill so yeah I'm I'm available I'm happy to speak to anybody who is looking for some family law advice.
2: Wonderful. Well Nandishi thanks so much for being part of our program It was a bit of a, uh, a new uh, endeavor for us to to take on this topic but uh, you handled it very well.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Certainly, some interesting viewpoints there, and definitely a new topic for the show. I got to be honest, the closest thing to law or lawyers that I've ever been would be suits.
2: So, <laughs> you like suits, eh? You like that program that's yeah, filmed. I as thinking,
1: yeah, no, I was thinking as she was talking that I wish they would do more episodes. I mean, it's it's over, but it's like, man, I wish. Uh, I wish Harvey Specter was still around.
2: Yeah, no, it was a good little show, yeah, for sure. My my son, my non-lawyer son, loved that show.
1: Yeah, you remind me of a more um fit Lewis. That I'm more fit or that he's more <laughs> no, fit. No, you remind me of a more fit ah. Lewis. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Lewis lit. Remember that? What was what was the coffee mug he had? And, I don't uh, know. it's time to get lit or something like that yeah, he's classic that, yeah. that guy was classic
2: the uh the um the law offices were the, the filming for that took place at the bay adelaide center in toronto which is where my wife's uh law firm is so i always found that interesting
1: yeah one thing i will say though is it, it's I don't, I don't know what to make of it she kind of her comment was look my opinion is neither here nor there but the simple fact that uh, divorces and marital issues are skyrocketing. Is yeah. That's a sad commentary on society. <laughs>
2: well, I'm sure COVID, uh, I don't know whether she's just talking the last couple of years, but COVID has ha- got to have a big impact on that. Oh,
1: I think she meant generally, generationally, like it's, yeah. um, okay through the roof. I mean, <clears throat> and of course she's not going to complain because as she said, that's part of her job. Like, I mean, what she does is she educates and, Right. clients on what uh what they need to do in order to put themselves in a in a you know wise position i, I mean i don't have a prenup i'm i, I just I, I, to be honest that would be never be anything that would cross my mind I
2: I, I I just think of the seinfeld episode where george is trying to get out of the relationship with susan and kramer suggests that he suggests a prenup because it'll scare her away and <laughs> so he suggests a prenup and she just starts laughing at him because she's got way more assets than george has she says yeah sure i'll sign your prenup <laughs> yeah. and,
1: then, and then of course she dies, and, she and he dies. ends up running her foundation. So. That's right. It's like it, that's that Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Actually, I've been—I know I told you this, but I'm watching a lot of those, and it's yeah, that show is classic. But it is, it is good on so
2: many levels, but certainly on the prenup.
1: So yes, great, great show. Thanks to Nandishi again for that. Uh, we look forward to. I mean, we should get her back to take calls from. Our listeners on law issues.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm sure lawyers love that. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Take yeah to to give free advice to people. Yeah, yeah,
1: you get yeah. five minutes with a lawyer. What's that worth, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't I'm know. Spri- actually, I'm surprised we didn't hit her up to be a sponsor of the show.
2: Well, maybe that's coming. Who knows?
1: Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I can see it now. Brought to you by Becca Law. There we go. LLP. LLP. We're,
2: we're, we're going higher and higher in our sponsorship. Buddy. And I know you're, you're telling people to, to contact us. We're serious about that. We, we, we like having sponsors. We think it's more fun with sponsors. So please uh, do contact us if you think that we can help your brand.
1: Just like John Mutton and the team at Municipal Solutions, of course our presenting sponsor, you can find them online at MunicipalSolutions.ca and looneypolitics.com use the code podcast to get 50 percent off an annual subscription which will unlock a whole new world for you just by going to looneypolitics.com
2: and of course haltongr.com our latest and newest sponsor and we thank them for it please contact them if you have some uh, lobbying needs in the western part of the gta
1: what uh, what week will it be before you you think you'll stop saying latest and newest sponsor? Do you think you'll have to run right through till the end? Or
2: no, I think I think we've done it for two weeks now. That's pretty good. <laughs> <I told laughs> him,
1: you know, week seven, our latest and newest sponsor. i like, <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, Tony. Will you enjoy your time in Ottawa? I know yeah. that you're uh, doing some high profile meetings. You're, uh, uh, a lot of former guests as it
2: turns out so it's yeah good.
1: so you're uh, you're you're tilling the soil for future appearances
2: well a little bit of that and just sort of catching up with some folks for sure excellent
1: well we will do this again in seven days and we will talk soon absolutely